Welcome to So What You're Saying Is. I am Peter Whitlaw. Now, with all of the stories coming out of schools and our education system generally at the moment, uh, it must be a dream of many people to start a new school, a new alternative school. Uh, my guests today, I'm pleased to say, have done exactly that. Uh, I'm very pleased that they've joined me, and that is Thomas and Hayley Bowen. Um, thank you very much for coming. This is a very exciting thing you've done. Um, I wanted to start, if I may, by asking you, before we go into why and what it offers, what exactly is it that you've set up? We started the King Alfred School. Yeah. It was me and my husband, Tom, and a very small group of parents and teachers in 2021 to offer our children and others um, a low-cost, independent school that sought to pass on our religious and cultural heritage to the next generation. Well, that's, I mean, and what are we talking about? Are we talking about a primary school or a secondary school? What, what is it? Yeah, so we are currently set up as a primary school and nursery. Right. So we cater currently for children aged three to 11, and the plan is to grow. I see. And so, and, and where is the school actually in, in the country? Where, where are We are located in Dudley in the West Midlands. Yeah, yeah, I see. So look, I mean, this is a, an extraordinary thing. King Alfred School, to me immediately, uh, that has certain, um, you know, certain, a certain feel about it. Why King, why King Alfred? Well, um, King Alfred obviously is famous for uh, waging war against the Vikings and they'd uh, run... Um, they had really destroyed the culture at the time, so obviously the country was on a war footing. Um, there wasn't much time for learning and, uh, and religion and culture. And then after defeating the Vikings, he made it his life's mission to revive classical yeah. education. Yeah. So he was aware of that classical, in, uh, that classical inheritance that goes back to Rome and ancient Greece. And in fact, he, he learned Latin himself later on in life. Uh, and he wrote, he translated many ancient authors into English because he wanted the population to be uh, literate in their cultural heritage. Extraordinary figure, wasn't he? Actually? So, yeah. so this is, you see, what, what I find fascinating, this is very uh, specific, isn't it? The, the mission that you have for the school. Um, and that is that, well, I read in one report about you setting up the school that, um, that they, this is the way they put it, that in fact, you wanted to offer the kind of education that maybe Isaac Newton or, or Winston Churchill would have had. So what, what, can you explain that? Well, I think what's, the way our school stands out is the content. Yeah. So we're not after the latest uh, educational fad. We study the best that has been thought and said in Western civilization. So the children will, will learn Latin and gain a familiarity with classical culture. They'll, they'll read Shakespeare, um, they'll read original texts, and all this sort of knowledge builds up a, what you might call a cultural literacy. Yeah. So, um, and then upon that we can teach them to think critically and, and logically, um, so that they can then articulate themselves well. Um, yeah, I would like to add to that. So this type of education, a classical education or a traditional form of education, yeah. goes back 2,500 years. It has its roots, as Tom said, in ancient Greece and Rome. And yeah. it actually was just the way 
of educating. Yeah. It was the way we always educated right up until the dawn of the 20th century. Yeah. So it's got a long tried and tested history. The idea of a traditional education on a, on a larger scale was to, well, first in Greece and Rome, it was to teach chil um, children how to live as free citizens. Yeah. And as and for a society, it has always been the mission of a classical education to pass on Western and civilization yeah. and the values that we hold dear and then when you think about that on an individual level the the goal for the individual would be that they would be inculcated with wisdom and virtue so that person can go off into society and live a really good meaningful life um, with purpose mm. um, and with a moral compass as well so yeah. that's kind of the type of education you, the likes of Plato, Aristotle, Shakespeare, then more modern Winston Churchill would have all received a form of classical education. There's a, a real emphasis on great books, as Tom said, that cultural literacy. Um, and when we talk about culture, it would be things like the arts, classical yeah, music, yeah. and really building that, like, that whole person um, and then being able to grapple with different subjects, a real emphasis on be knowledgeable and being able to think critically, logically. Mm. We, we study logic in our school. And then as the children get older, you also learn rhetoric, which I think in this day and age is so important yeah, yeah. that we can actually articulate our views well, that we can actually disagree well and actually do it from a place of knowledge rather yes. than just feelings. Yes, um, exactly, exactly. So I think for us that that's why the education is so so rich and so important for this generation, I think more so perhaps than ever. And um, yeah, the, the difference between what that is compared to what we see now, um, just so I suppose your viewers, in case that they're not aware, um, we do something now in society for the last 150 years, which is known as a progressive education. And the, the goals of a progressive education are very different from the goals of a classical education. So progressive education was introduced in order to change culture and had a very pragmatic kind of utilitarian focus, very much, you know, training children for the job market. Mm. And I feel the the danger with that is you're kind of training children to a very a narrow job skills market. But actually to be a human, a successful human, we need a lot more than that. And we should kind of have higher aims for our children yeah. um, than, than that, really. Yeah. But I mean, the other thing in starting up the score, uh, you know, one thing we've discussed so much on this channel um, and is that it's a growing concern is what kids are now being taught in school? I mean, politically indoctrinating, for example, all of these things. Were those considerations for you? I mean, you know, when you started this school, were you thinking of your own children? Were you thinking of, you know, of what? Were you thinking, well, actually, we don't want our children? Because what you're hearing more and more now is, for example, people wanting to homeschool kids, for example. Now, I don't yeah. know what your view is on that. In, in a way, it doesn't sort of matter. But was that one of the reasons why you wanted to start the school? I, I think so. I think as our, as our culture has drifted away from its Christian foundation, yeah. and we're Christians ourselves, and our, our school is a, a Christian school, that we think in modern education there's a void. So since we've abandoned our Christian values, we think in that void, as 
political activism has crept in. Yep. And because we just stick to traditional Christian morality, there's no need for any political activism to get in our yep. curriculum at all. Um, in fact, it, it is illegal according to the school standards. So um, there's none of that in our school. We're just um, comfortable and and confident in our own Christian moral standards. Yep. Yeah. Um, we. The, the aims of a classical education, it, it's always known as true, the study of truth, goodness and beauty. Yeah. So those are the kind of things that we're concerned with. So we could put it as truth, not indoctrination, goodness, not activism, and beauty, not mediocrity. Um, those are the things we really care about. We, we want to present children with the best that has mm. been thought, mm. said and done down through the ages and there's such a wealth that is available at our fingertips yep. and for and for homeschoolers, home educators. Um, now, um, I think more than ever, we can access great books. It, it's just a matter of purchasing books and reading and yes. you can give yourself yeah. this education. I mean, we never had this education growing up. Um, we, when we discovered classical education in our 30s, we felt robbed of an education yeah. because as soon as we started reading some of these great texts, it just opened up so much love for learning of other yeah. subjects. So we would just hope that children would grow up with that kind of sense of wonder, that depth of inquiry that every yeah. young mind yeah. should be filled with. So yeah. as you mentioned, some of the things that kind of creep in, I think we should be more concerned with offering our children a real solid education and having highly skilled teachers who can impart that wisdom. I, we don't really want agendas and things coming into school because there's so much good stuff yes. we can be doing in school. We don't want to go with latest fads and things like that because we want to study what's been tried and tested and what we know is going to benefit that child for mm. their life. How, um, how many kids are there in the school now at the moment? There are 22. 22? Or 23, yeah. Yeah, as of Monday. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. And, and basically, how, I mean, how do they get to know about you? I mean, how, because I can think of a lot of people, I can think of people I know, you know, personally, who would think, oh, I would like to send my kids to that school. I would say it's word of mouth, mostly. Yeah. Um, we have tried advertising and um, marketing on social media, but it seems that word of mouth is the, the best yeah. way. Uh, we've, we've had... People inquire when they've seen our students at church on the weekends and families have noticed, oh, aren't those children really well-mannered and well-behaved? What school do they go to? Um, we had one student <laughs> student join because she saw the school as her parents were driving past in the car and said, I want to go to that school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so uh, it's, it's more word of mouth than, yes. than advertising. Yeah. And that's what we like because it's a community school. We want to really have deep roots in our community. Yeah. Can I ask, you know, as I said, a lot of people as well love the idea of doing this, you know, actually starting something. Uh, it must have been tough though. I mean, what practically did you have to do? I mean, presumably you hadn't had any experience in this field before. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're, you're in construction, aren't yeah. you actually, yeah. Tom? Yeah, yeah. And, and what were you doing before? I've worked as a, a secondary school teacher before. So right. when we, um, well, 
the, the truth of the matter is, when our son was one, we started searching for a school. Right. I'd worked, of course, as a teacher, and I always questioned, is this the kind of environment I would put my own children in? Yep. And the honest answer was no. And I thought, well, if it's not good enough for our children, it's not good enough for other children. So we started to search for educational options, mm. didn't we? And yep. then we couldn't find anything that we were, were truly satisfied with. And Tom, very... <laughs> it's straightforward. He, so he told me you should yeah. start a school. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not sending him to school. You're either going to home educate or you're going to start a school. That yes. it was like that, and it was not done because we had we really wanted to start a school. It's not something that we really had this passion to do for years. It was done out of a real necessity yeah. to start something new for the sake of our children. So. And the answer to your question is yes. It was extremely hard to. What start did you actually school. have to do? Did you have to yeah. sort of? register it with you know various regulators and things like that yes so the the first step really was to understand if there was an appetite locally for a yeah. new school so we booked church halls out invited people to come along and um, mm. we with the title of a new school is opening do you, do you want to come and find out about a new independent school right. that may open in your area we did some research, surveyed local people, got some um, answers back of, would you be interested in a, a, low, a low cost fee paying school that had these kind of values? Um, we had a really good turnout, around 50 people yeah. turned up for that first good, meeting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And from there, we just, we dropped letters in, into places that we thought would be a, a decent building. So we saw a lot of churches that um, had large buildings, but perhaps small congregations now and we found an old Sunday school building that wasn't really being used for much. We contacted the um, the church members there and we asked uh, how they felt about us hosting a school in their building. So that was an interesting process yeah, and yeah. we, you know, a lot of times you just dropped a letter and never heard anything back but we spoke to a really great church yeah. um, and they, they loved the idea of young people being in the building again. Um, and we had to just completely roll up our sleeves, paint the walls, scrub the place down. Yep. This was all going on during lockdown where yep. everything else had shut down. I was going to say, because yeah. you started in 2021. Yeah. What was the situation then? I, it's, it's a bit of a blur to me now. Were we actually in lockdown? Uh, it was sort of in mm -hmm. semi-lockdown. Semi-lockdown. Yeah. 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 So we were there painting yeah. on our own a lot of the times. We yeah. did have some really dedicated volunteers yeah. who came and they would really just get stuck in and it was I think it was that real blood sweat and tears kind of venture yes. wasn't it and mm, yes. um, everyone who was really on board um, and then we had nine families already saying they wanted to come before we'd even passed off and we had to say well we really need to pass off we can't open the school until we've passed off but we had these nine families who who'd already kind of signed up we, trusted in what we were going to do so then we, we applied we got all the building ready we had to raise funds uh, like ourselves well, that was the our... easy bit wasn't it i think the hard bit was going through all the paperwork Yes. Behind the scenes, which was everything from um, from curriculum, health and safety documents, yeah. building regs, all manner of things. Um, well, I think is there's around 120 standards or something like that mm. you have to meet. So, and the independent, if your viewers are also interested in starting a school, it's very much like there's a set of standards and there's an email address. You've kind of just got to get on and do it yourself. Right. There's not really okay. that massive. Which is exactly not, what you did, right? Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. just checked the standards, 
made the school fit for purpose, the building, yeah. made sure that the curriculum was broad and balanced and had all the things that a good school should have. Yeah. And then we, we went through that process, didn't we? Applied. And then you wait for the inspectors to turn up yeah. and then they do a a kind of pre-check to right. see if you're fit to open and that has to be done by Ofsted. In this country if you want to open a school it yeah. Ofsted are the people who come out to you to say whether you can open or not. Right. So um, they they really liked the school, we had a good report and then once we were open they come and do like what they call a full inspection so yeah. you give you a rating so that we had that in September um, 2022 wasn't yeah. it yeah and um, we got rated as a good school good um and the inspector was really impressed wasn't mm, he he yeah. kind of he said it's it's rare to get a good when you've just opened because it's a new school so there's lots of things you know you might not be quite achieving but and um, we got a good rating and he he actually said it was the first time in his 24 years of being an inspector that all the parents had gave such wonderful feedback for what the school oh, offers and how happy they yeah. were, which is why we do it in the first place. But you've not had any negative feedback from anyone, have you? I don't mean parents, but like anyone not liking the ethos of your school or anything like no, that? No, not really. Um, the worst we've had is indifference, um, particularly from the ministers of local churches, which was quite sad. We saw, yes. sort of said that we're, having a, a, we're creating a new school with a, Christian, a truly Christian ethos. And I think because it's so far out of the box, they just... I just couldn't understand what we were doing. So um, no negative feedback, but just indifference. So uh, from what you mean, like the, the Church of England, say, for example? Or, yeah, because yeah. Um, I suppose as the established church, they have their own schools and they, yes. think, or they think, oh, we have Christian schools, but some of them are Christian in name only, really. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Our, our, like we have an act of daily worship, as, but also we look at everything from a, a Christian perspective. Mm. So our faith works its way into everything we do as a school. Yeah. I was particularly, I mean, particularly struck by your emphasis too, um, on your website, um, on Western civilization. Yeah. And the glories of Western civilization and how kids, you know, should basically learn about it and, and how it's liberating. I mean, that is an unusual thing now. Yep. I think you'll agree, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, even with some of the top independent schools. And uh, it's the sort of thing that people, I'm sure, watching at home, would sort of think, oh, God, yeah, absolutely, that's exactly what I want to hear, you know. Um, are you going to presumably expand, aren't you? I mean, if you're, if you're primary now, you've got 23, nearly, uh, kids, uh, primary school. So what, would you want to be a secondary school event? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, offering what GCSEs and all of that, or yeah. So um, our eldest children are ten, aren't they now? Yeah. Um, so how many kids have you got? Sorry. Oh, so I meant in the school. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry um, but uh, by the time they are ready for secondary school, we want it. We want to be um, sort of licensed to, to open as a secondary school right. as well. It was. I see. That, but it, yeah. uh, at the moment, you're you're teaching there, aren't you? I, I yeah, I, I teach some lessons there. We've got a full range of teaching staff, but the yeah, the plan is to extend. You have to apply to extend the age range up. Right. And um, our plan now is to to move to a new building and have a building big enough to house the primary and the secondary right. school. But in, in terms of, um, say, for example, how you fund it, obviously mm. it's a fee-paying school, isn't yeah. it? But, um, you know, it's, it's very reasonable from what yeah. I can see, indeed. Um, 
Is that the sole source of income? I mean, or do you have to go off and get donors and to support you and things like that? We do need donors at this stage because we don't no. have enough children to, to balance the books. No. So we're trying to get to a, a stage where, where our, our fees pay all the costs, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, the, yeah. the rent of the building and the staff's wages, etc. Yeah, so that so that that's how that's how we fund the school. But the thing is, it's, it's strange. It's interesting. It's like um, you know, sort of uh, a Rolling Stone which gathers moss in mm -hmm. the sense that you know, the more you go on and the more kids you get, the more likely it is that you're going to get maybe donor support and all, uh, yeah. all of that. You still work in construction. Yeah. You? you were saying yeah. to me, but you somehow sometimes have to kind of quickly do a change and come back and show kids. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's tricky, but, um, but I enjoy it. So, yeah. so once the, the, the day job's done at five o'clock, I'll have to go home and get changed and, and um, perhaps go to a church or a community hall and tell people all about our school. So yeah, yeah. Um, it, it keeps me on my toes. Yeah. <laughs> Are you aware, by the way, of being a, sort of unusual in having done this? Are you, has that ever struck you? Or um, do you know about the people who are doing what you've done? Well, um, I don't think we know of anyone who's... Do we know of anyone who's done what we've done? But people are contacting us and right. asking how we did it. And we want to support as many people as we can. So there are people from all over England. I think there are a couple in Scotland, one in Wales that we know of. So, and we want to support those people yes. and help them, them do what, what we've done. Yeah. We, we held a school talk last year, which was how to start a school, right. because there is a real growing appetite um, oh, across the UK for, for new schools. And yeah. 60 people attended, didn't they? Some flew in. Um, we had people from all over the UK come to the event. So there's a real wave and a real appetite mm. for people who they want educational options and they want to make them happen because yes. I think that was the probably, you know, when you said what was the reaction to local people, rather than being negative, I think it was kind of more of, oh, you're starting a school. I didn't know you could do that. It yeah. was more like, are you, is that legal? <laughs> Can you do that? And, it, and we had to kind of explain, like, how do, how do you think anything, any sort of institution started? It started yes. with people meeting a need. And... Um, so that was probably the biggest reaction, I think, um, and perhaps for some of the indifference with some of it, because people might have thought, you want to start school? OK, we'll wait to see if that happens. Yes, um, yes. And, I, you know, I've got to be very honest. It, 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 there's a mass of work, especially with a small team. Yes. Um, to make it happen, you have to be fully committed. You have to have a really strong work ethic and drive to make it happen. So... It's not for the faint-hearted, but if you can get a really good core team around you, it, it can be done. Um, and like I said, there's others who are in the early stages now yeah. of starting new, new schools. And I've also stepped down from head teacher on Friday to give all my time now to helping this school grow yeah. and also to help others through this um, classical British education network that we've started. Yeah. To, to help others and guide them on how to go through the process. I think, I mean, I, I'm assuming, you know, for, uh, offering a classical British education, uh, you're not going to have sort of trigger warnings on your books and things like that, are you? No, <laughs> no, um, on the contrary, really. I think we, um, we just, we, uh, we draw on that rich cultural heritage that we have. I mean, all the classic works of literature, the only reason they survive is because they, they've stood the test of time yeah, and they yeah, speak to yeah, the, yeah. The, the human condition. And we mm. all know that boys especially are falling behind in mm. education in our country. 
Whereas I don't think we're going to have any problem with that with a classical education because it's all sort of blood and guts and buccaneering and, and the boys especially, oh, they, they love yes. it. You know, they, yes. it. It excites them. They, they love their studies. Yes. No, it's uh, also the case. I mean, I've got a, uh, a relative at the moment who have to... Uh, I'll leave it at that, a relative. Um, and her uh, child sort of came home the other day and started talking about doing trans role play at school. I mean, this is a, this is a primary level. Yeah. Um, I mean, all of this is not obviously going to feature at your school. Well, uh, we've, we've had parents who have come to us specifically because they're worried about, about yeah. that sort of, sort of stuff. So I think there is a, a worry amongst parents. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think it goes back to the aims of our education, truth, goodness and beauty. Yes. We're, we're looking at what's good for the child. Yes. Our interest is how are we going to strengthen this child for the world when yes. they come out of it. So like Tom said, there's a big emphasis on heroes. We would rather spend our time looking at people who have helped build things, yeah. help shape culture for the good, yeah. than confusing young minds unnecessarily. Yes, exactly. Actually, teaching kids how to think, not what to think, maybe. Yep. You know, exactly. That's, that's yeah, exactly. Really. Yeah. Um, now look, where should people go? If they want to find out more about King Alfred School, um, there's a website. What's the website? We'll put it on anyway, but yeah. I mean, what, what, what is it? So it is um, thekingalfredschool.co.uk. Yeah. Um, the easiest way to find us would be to Google King Alfred School in Dudley. There's quite a number of King Alfred schools across the uh, yeah. country because yeah. of his kind of influence. Um, so if you Google the King Alfred School Dudley, and we've also just started um, a GoFundUs page to help us oh, great. to move to our new building. We're trying to raise funds because we want to move to a building of our own. So we're we can, growing our building, aren't we? Yeah, we're outgrowing it yeah. now. Um, quicker than we initially yeah, thought, but yeah. we... we Ideally, I'd love to be in our new building by um, September, this September. Um, so we do have a GoFundUs page called Classical British Education. And Classical British Education, yeah. GoFund, okay. So yeah, we like as Tom mentioned, that we, we're just like, as you can hear, working class people who just want to start a school and help others start schools, but we don't have financial backers. And yeah. um, we, we offer it, the education at such a low price, so it's accessible. We yeah. want p everyone to have a good education. Yeah. Um, all we're concerned about is paying our staff and paying our bills. It's yeah. a not-for-profit organisation, so, but we do need people to help us tick over and help us yeah. with our exp expansion plans. Well, look, I mean, I have to say, so, sorry, it sounds very, very ingratiating to say this, but, uh, you know, I do a lot of interviews uh, on this programme, um, but rarely am I sort of so impressed and excite, excited mm. um, by a new initiative such as this. Um, it's, it's so completely necessary. I really take my hat off to you, you know. Um, on that note, <laughs> the perfect place to, to end. If you would stay with me, because we actually have... Uh, exclusive members, you know, and we give them a bit of exclusive footage, uh, a few other questions. Um, but in the meantime, Hayley and Thomas Byrne, thank you very, very thank much. You. Uh, that's uh, it for this week on So What You're Saying Is, and uh, we shall see you next time. Thank you. Hello. If you're enjoying the New Culture Forum channel and you believe in our mission, may I invite you to join our membership scheme at the link below or on our website, newcultureforum.org.uk. Our work is more important now than ever, and we have great plans ahead for the future, but we can't do it without your support. 
from as little as £3 per month, you can help ensure that we continue on our mission. As a member, you'll receive a range of benefits, including access to exclusive content, invitations to our private events, including here at our studios, free copies of our books, and much, much more, including, of course, our famous NCF mug. If you aren't able to become a member, then please help us by clicking this button and subscribing to our channel. It's completely free. Just remember to also click the bell icon so that you can get notifications when we post new videos. Thank you.